Well, praise God and welcome to our Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, Romans Bible Study. We're in chapter 6. This is part 13 today. We didn't do it last week, and uh, I kind of took a a last week off on Monday and Thursday. Uh, Had some things I had to get done around the house uh, here in the uh, beautiful piney woods of northeast texas in springtime and so uh uh, thanks for being patient but we're back today chapter 6 romans part 13 this is april the 1st 2019 i like telling you where we are so when you may be watching this at some later time you'll know well that's when that was recorded. But right here in my office every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, we're teaching the book of Romans, and I, I encourage you to join us live uh, on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page in case you're watching this at some later time on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, where everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to that YouTube channel. Again, that's Curtis Hutchinson 316. The worship services, the Galatians teaching, it took us a year and a half to get through. Uh, Now the Romans teaching and Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time in the studio uh, in the next building over, we are recording live uh, a righteousness series. The subject is God's righteousness. Amazing, amazing. And I encourage you to join us live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. And if you miss it, go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com or the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and you can watch even later. And guess what? For free. It's all free. Hallelujah. And so, grab your letter that God the church in Rome and how blessed we are to have it in this second reformation that we're in 500 years later after uh, the reformation that we know about and God ministered to Martin Luther and, and began to reveal to Martin Luther that we're not saved by works. Nothing I do can save me. And now we're learning over the last 20-something years, the Second Reformation began uh, as God began to illuminate the Scriptures in the light that we're also sanctified exclusively through faith in the blood of Jesus alone. Not what we do, not the events, programs. God doesn't use anything but the gospel. The Bible says that the preaching of the cross is the power of God. And Before we dig in, let's make sure we remember that what God did when He initially saved you was He declared you righteous through your faith in God's Word as it pertained to His Son and what His Son did at Calvary. For that's the only avenue through which righteousness comes. Galatians 2.21 And for us to live by faith, and we'll be talking a little bit about that today, I hope, for us to live by faith, that faith must once again, day by day, every day, if we're going to live by faith, that faith must come by hearing the Word of God, just like it did in your initial salvation. Let me say it again. You heard the Word of God, 
as it pertained to Jesus and His righteous work at Calvary. And when you believed that, that righteousness, not your own, not from something you went and did, but that righteousness, that righteous work was imputed to you as it was your very own. Think about that. But now, day by day, that same faith that comes from hearing the Word must be the same faith that came when you heard the Word in that righteous context. Proverbs 8 and 8, and those of you that follow me all the time, well, bless your darling hearts, hang on, there's new people all the time listening, and they need to know this. Proverbs 8 and 8 says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Do you understand that means every word, your entire Bible, every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. Now again, righteousness only comes by the grace of God and grace is only ministered to the believer in the death of Jesus. Not just the first time you get saved, every day. Faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word, it must be in that righteous context, the death of Jesus. I hope you're taking notes and not just saying, wow. I hope you're taking notes. Go back and look at these things. Every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. The righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel from faith that comes by hearing to faith that comes by hearing. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Write it down. I just quoted it, a part of it to you. The righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. From who's it revealed to? Those who have faith in the gospel context. Because unrighteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Therefore, your entire Bible your entire Bible, every word God has ever spoken must be viewed through the blood. The revelation, the illumination, the Holy Spirit desires to give you. He cannot give you if the object of your faith is not the cross. Think about that. Proverbs 12 and 17 says this, He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. Shows forth righteousness. The truth is the gospel. The gospel is the truth. All God's words are truth in righteousness. Think about that. Now I'm giving you something that will set you free. It will reveal to you that which is false. It will show you, it will allow you to see when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you because he's going, Jesus said, to speak truth to us. And that truth is going to show forth His righteousness, not what I've got to go do that I might be self-righteous, but everything I have is of Jesus. It's His faith. It's His righteousness. It's His everything. But I get to be partaker of it just from believing from my heart unto righteousness, what he did, that work of righteousness he did. Where we've made a mistake, my friends, is Romans 10 and 10 says, it's with the heart men believe unto righteousness and the mouth confesses unto salvation. What we've done with Romans 10 and 10, we've looked at that as an initial salvation experience only. No, no, 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. So, that means we must be hearing God's word in its righteous context. Now do you see? What is showing the church today, this is why we've been held captive for all these years. This is, we, we've quoted Scripture, we've quoted Scripture, but we've really not begun to step into the experience as we should have, I'll add that, as we should have, learning how to live in victory, learning how to live by faith. Because faith, faith is, not my, is not how I experience the overcoming power of Christ, but Myself through faith in the cross. Praise God. Let's get into this today. Uh, 13 here on April 1st, 2019, but let's look at verse 10, and that we were there last session, uh, but we're 11. What a wonderful Bible study to be having with you this morning, and I just praise God for you watching and, and growing along, learning with us. There is nothing on the planet like the Word of God. There is nothing on the planet like the Word of God. And it's the most precious commodity we have. It allows us to learn who our God is, what He's like, what He desires to do in us, for us, through us, to us. Praise God. We are blessed beyond words. Amen. So that He, being Jesus, died. He died unto sin once for all. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. Now Jesus came to die for our sin, but after he died for us, was buried for us, and was he now lives unto God, and he will not die again. He's not going to die. He doesn't have to die again. He cannot die again. He will not die again. And because you and I as born again believers in Christ, because he cannot die, that's why he taught us, you believe in me, you and what it was. But he's got a new body for me. Who I am, I'm never going to die. That's good news. But he says here in verse 11, and, 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 and let's do this again. For he died unto sin once, and it was for all, but in that he lives, he lives unto God. Now, Jesus, because of what he did at the cross for us, died, was buried, and raised, to, to, resurrected from the dead, he is the only avenue for any of humanity to be able to live unto God. He is the of the dust of the ground. God breathed into his nostrils and the first Adam became a living soul. This is found in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 47. The first Adam became a living soul. And the last Adam, and it is the last Adam, the last man that God will send to represent all of humanity. The first one fell into sin. The last one overcame all temptation and died as a perfect lamb without spot or blemish for our sin. Hallelujah. That's good news. 
values. And we need to remember that every day. But the last Adam is the representation. He is the man who represented all humanity. And he did that by identifying himself as the one who would die for our sins, our deliverance, our justification. Think about that. And the only way is through Christ. He is the only way that anybody can live unto God. And it's not just Christ, it's through Christ. It's in Christ. And that means faith in what he did at Calvary. Do you realize when you first believed in Jesus, by faith in what he did for you there, that means dying, that the Holy Spirit saw, God saw your faith in the death of Jesus for your sins, the forgiveness and deliverance for your sins, and that's exactly where he placed you. He placed you where your faith went. When your faith went to the only legitimate place it can go for the lost and for the child of God, which is in the death of Jesus, he literally burst you into the place, into Christ, into the death of Christ, where your faith went. That's the only legitimate object God has ever given man to be able to believe is in the death of Jesus. And you might be saying, well, uh, that's where I placed it at first. Now my faith is it? No. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, the Bible tells us, as we have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, so let us walk in Him. Our experience of life, which is by faith. We live by faith. You got your pencil and paper ready? I'm going to give you three scriptures in the New Testament, all three scriptures that have that phrase in it. We live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Here it comes. I've got them written for you. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Three of them. Write them down. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. And Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. If we're living, it's by faith. But notice, Paul wrote to the church in Philippi and, and said, to live is Christ. If I'm experiencing life, and I don't mean breathing air and eating food, Jesus said, I am the life. He is life. He, except earthly life, and it's temporal, it's going away. But eternal life, Jesus is that eternal life. And you and I today can lay hold on Him. He is our life. To live is Christ. To and express Christ. Write that down. Why don't you write that down today? To live, to literally experience life is to experience Christ and to express Christ. If I'm not experiencing Christ, I'm not expressing Christ, I'm surely not experiencing Christ. To live is Christ. Philippians 1.21. Take a note. Write that down. So we live by faith. 
But it's the faith of the Son of God by which we live. Look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Let, let's look at this together today. I, I didn't really know that we'd be going here, but let's look over there. This is one of the, 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 uh, the, the scriptures that, that you need to have written down, and I want to bring it up here. I want us to look at it together. Watch this. I am crucified. I didn't say I was, even though I was in, in the plan of God, but Paul says, I am. I am. I, I'm considering myself. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I am in the flesh. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, I know a lot of preachers, teachers, uh, scholars, this should be faith in by, by but you got to hear me Jesus lived by grace tasted death for all God Hebrews 2 9 write it down go look at it later Hebrews 2 9 says Jesus by the grace of God tasted death for all men see this last Adam Jesus Christ the son of the living God he had to come as a man even though he was fully God and fully man he didn't live as God he lived as a man led by the spirit see he had to he had to represent us as a man he couldn't come and live as God. God. God has no sin. God can't even be tempted. God, But man had a debt to pay. We couldn't pay it. God sent his son. Christ, the second person of the Godhead. He sent him and he was born of a virgin. He walked on this earth 33 and a half years or so and never committed a sin in thought, word, or deed and became our sinless, sin-bearing offering. Think about that. And it was by faith he lived. The gave himself for me. That's the faith we live by. When you separate the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17, from the faith of the Son of God that grace through that faith, then you, you've separated, you, you've messed up greatly. You've made a grave mistake. Really. The faith that comes by hearing and gave himself for us. We live by that faith. He gave us the measure, Romans 12, 3, more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. What's that mean? That means if I'm living according to the measure of faith he gave me, and that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but all God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And the only avenue of righteousness is grace. And that grace only comes through the death of Jesus, Galatians 2.21. Then I'm living according to what Jesus has done for me at Calvary. So back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans. wanted to share that. He is the only way that we can live unto God. And, our, and we must believe upon him and his righteous work. Not just once to get in the kingdom, but to be able to live by 
a faith, it's biblical, and there's only one faith. That loved us and gave himself for us. It's his faith. Amen. By grace, through faith, Jesus went to the cross, through the cross, from the dead. By grace, through faith. And we live by justified. When Listen, when Peter jumped up and stepped into a sinking boat of hypocrisy that you can read about in Galatians chapter 2, Paul, the Bible says he rebuked him face to face and he began to tell Peter there that Peter, we're justified by the faith of Christ. What he did, not what we do. See, it's easy to be carried off into a place of self-righteousness and you think you're doing something to please God. But it's really, if our faith is not exclusively in all, then it's not. It's our righteousness. And we are called unto good works. But listen, they're all in Christ. Ephesians 2 and 10. They're all in Christ. That means in the death of Christ. In Christ, in Him. That, that type of meaning in His act as the Lamb of God at Calvary. Any works we're doing outside of our faith in the cross, not faith in the cross and anything, I'm trusting only in that righteousness that was provided me through the death of Jesus, not just to declare me as righteous. Thank God through the blood, God has declared me as righteous in Christ Jesus, but to literally be the fruits of His righteousness, my faith has to be in His righteous work. If it's Him and what I must do to confirm my salvation or sanctification or anything of the Lord, then from my heart, listen, we don't even know we've done it all these years, but from my heart, not my lips, I would never do it, but from my heart, when I add to the cross for completion... When Jesus said it was complete and finished from the cross, when I add to it from my heart, I'm telling God the cross wasn't enough. That work wasn't enough. But let me remind you, my friends, what Jesus did at Calvary was enough to get you in the kingdom, to declare you as the righteous children of God, to cloak you in those robes of righteousness which he has. But listen, it was also enough for you to daily bear forth the fruits of his righteousness without adding a purpose-driven or a government of twelve or the Emmaus walk or the, the, the bathing showers of prayer and all these things that we can write books and say God gave us to do these things. These things and oh God yes if we do that listen what moved God initially in your life is the only thing that moved God and you might say well the Bible says if, if we do this if we bring all the tithes and offerings in the house then God will listen you can bring a 10-20% of all your increase into some church but if it's not a storehouse see that's key all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. Listen, the storehouse, he said that there might be meat in my house. And I'm just using this as an example because the Bible, the New Testament is full of that and do it not 
because we are saved. And when giving to a church, unless you're giving to a ministry that is preaching the gospel. And I'm not talking about at Easter. I'm talking about you to Calvary. Giving outside of that, God won't honor it. So see, see, it's all a matter of where my faith is located. And for years, my faith was not in the cross. Now, I would have never told anyone any to get in the kingdom other than faith in the death of Jesus that shed blood for all of humanity. But I, for several years, preached, you got to do this, you got to do that if you want God to move. And it's all lies because God don't move based on what I do. God moves based on what I'm believing. And if I'm not believing Christ and the cross was enough and I don't need to add to it, just keep believing that, then it's not grace functioning in my life. You need to know that today. And we've got Scripture to stand on. And all the other folk, like the whole, the whole sinking boatload of folk out there that say you're really not saved unless you're also water baptized. And they use scriptures uh, like the eunuch. Uh, you know, if, if, if it was by faith alone, then the eunuch wouldn't have had to get out of the chariot and go down and get water baptized. Let me tell you something. Listen, was it Philip or, or Stephen there, one of those told that eunuch, he said, when he asked, what's, what's keeping me from being baptized? And it, it, who was it, Stephen or Philip? One of those looked at him and said, if you believe with all your heart, then you can be baptized in water. See, the water baptism is not what saves you. Here's why it's very simple. Kindergarten, you can't do one thing to save yourself. You can't do one thing to sanctify yourself. You can't do one thing to bring the presence and the power of God and the provision of God in your life. But you can believe that one thing that will get you everything. You know, we, we, there's scriptures in chapter 2 of James that talk, talks about see how that Abraham was not saved by faith alone, but blah, 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 it goes on. James' was emphasis and focus there was on there, has to, there will be fruit of your faith because faith, if it's true biblical faith, it's got fruit. Faith without works is dead. Faith produces, but you're not saved by those works. You're saved by that faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. Glory to God, this has been a good half an hour and we're not done yet. We've got about four minutes. Let's try to move on this morning. For in that he died, he died unto sin once for all, but in that he lives now, resurrected from the dead, he lives unto God. You can't, I can't, nobody can live unto God except through Christ. Watch this, next verse 11. Like yourselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature. I've got to say it, don't forget it. Let it be in the forefront of your minds. The word sin in chapter 6 of Romans is used 16 times. Verse 15, is it used as an act of sin, of committing an act of sin. All the other 15 of the 16 times, it's used as the noun. 
the sin nature, that old man. So what? Can ye also yourselves to be indeed nature? You've been unplugged from that old man. Hallelujah. through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that literally means in Jesus Christ our Lord. Faith in His death. What He accomplished for all people at Calvary. He did it for all humanity. Don't listen to some preachers or people who are out there saying Jesus didn't die for all. Well, if you're a Bible believer, Hebrews 2 and 9 says He died for all. He t- He came, listen, the first Adam represented all of humanity. You see, the last He had to come and live a perfect life. He was representative of us. That's what we had to have. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. You've got that you were born into, the Adams family, that's separated from God. And you've got to be born again to be in the family of God. And that happens by faith. The just live by faith. We live by faith. And to live is Christ. That means we live by He manifested for us at the cross. That's good stuff. That's powerful stuff. And we never need to let it go. Listen, if you keep your focus and you become determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, which by the way, you have to because it's the only avenue of righteousness and it's the only avenue God has given us to understand His Word, to have the light of our path. The Word of God is not the lamp to your feet and the light to your path because you quote that verse and say it is. Revelations 21 23 says the Lamb is the light. So when the Word of God is in the context of the righteous Lamb, because all God's words are in, He's able to lead you righteousness. We're out of time. We've got to quit. I encourage you, pray for us. Tune in live every Monday morning, Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. for this Romans teaching and Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time for the teaching on righteousness. You will be blessed. God bless you. We love you. See you next time. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified.